Happy Valentine's Day, tennis lovers. If you celebrate it, and if you don't, hello. My name's Nick Andrews. This is 4040 Radio. Today, I shake with joy to bring you a conversation with Eliza Westcott. Eliza is an LA-based, London-born tennis personality, deeply involved in the culture and the conversation. She specifically talks about the style, the fashion, and the trends that feed into the pro tennis culture and the amateur game that I'm a part of. I absolutely love what she has to say, and I hope you will too. In fact, I know you will. But before that, some housekeeping, if you will, or some court maintenance, perhaps. Thank you to those that have jumped on board and purchased our warm-up hoodies. Those are now shipped, deployed, and on their way to our customers. If you're still after a warm-up hoodie and you don't have one yet, head to 4040.club. They're available for sale there. And also, it is a day of love. Love, where every tennis score starts and also the theme of today. Well, on our website right now, you can pre-order our Love All Teas. These are 100% organic tea in a nice natural kind of off-white colorway with a design that Andy Bark has done, celebrating the starting point of every match and the feeling that I get for the game, which is to love it all. That's it from me. This is 4040 Radio. Enjoy it. Eliza's all. Awesome. Give her a follow. Let's do this pod. My first question, and I have lots, is Eliza, is there a golden age of tennis style that we can kind of jump into this conversation at? Do we have like a, an ideal era that is your springboard for talking about the tennis style culture? I think tennis fashion hit its peak between like 90 1990s and 2010 like I'm looking at that kind of 20 year span there was a lot of variety that was in there I think in the 90s early 90s it was Fila and Sergio Tacchini or Tacchini that were the kind of you know mainstays the type of graphic that we were used to seeing they were really the ones that uh, were influencing kind of tennis attire both on court and off court and kind of that country club aesthetic and actually paying attention to on court style. And then that sort of evolved in the early 2000s when Puma was really kind of getting involved and they had the Serena Williams deal as she was kind of getting onto the scene and making a big name for herself. And then we saw the evolution of like Nike coming in with Federer and Nadal and Adidas stepping up and kind of seeing the falling away of Fila and Sergio Tacchini. Um, not that they've completely gone away. Obviously, Sergio has kind of an story, but um, that their dominance, you know, their star fell. And I'm wondering if we're kind of heading into a similar cycle now where the star of kind of Nike and Adidas is starting to fall. And it's kind of like which brand might be able to capitalize on this next kind of wave over the next 10 to 20 years in the fashion world of tennis. What do you think is driving change? You know, if we think about the country club era you mentioned, bringing us to the very graphic, visual, like high athletic wear of the 2000s. What's like taking us there in your opinion? What is it form or is it an appetite for different styles or is it something outside of tennis that has kind of pushed the design forward? Yeah, it's, it's another good question. I think there's quite a few factors at play. I would say kind of maybe in the early 2000s, like as it as we've kind of progressed in the 21st century, that there's been more room for play when it comes to trying new styles, trying new designs and outfits, like especially on the women's side. You know, I think where you look at like the history of where the tennis dress and the long skirts kind of started from to then seeing like 
you know, Serena Williams in a in a black bodysuit from Puma and, you know, wearing like jean short skirt and kind of high boots and these types of things. And on the Agassi side, like seeing such a flare, you know, he had the famous jean shorts as well. So um, I think there was just an acceptance of more variety in fashion, maybe like hip hop influenced that and hip hop has influenced kind of fashion, culture, sports, like that whole triangle, especially in the US. I think that's very interconnected. I think there's also been a lot of change driven by innovation and performance. Kind of the stories that I've dug into around, for example, like the Serena Williams flare Nike shoe and all of the design intention that was behind that helping to support her functionally but then also trying to create a shoe that looked really good felt really good and was lighter than any other shoe on the market and I think that maybe is was a a a big piece for Nike in particular because Nike really at that time was known for being such a product innovation driven company and was one of the best kind of sportswear brands in the traditional name of sportswear whereas now maybe in the last I don't know, 10 years, but in particularly the last five kind of since COVID, I think fashion has changed again from a, not from a functional perspective, but from a style athleisure perspective, where more and more people are looking to expand their wardrobe into clothes that feel comfy, that they can wear when they work from home, that they can also wear to the supermarket, that they can also wear playing tennis um, and kind of, you know, trying to combine what might have been two or three outfits in the past into one outfit that they can wear for the entire day. And that's also influenced, you know, how Nike is making clothes or Adidas is making clothes. We've seen such a transition away from performance gear and really being kind of the number one in that performance sector to them going all in on sportswear, which is now athleisure. Um, you know, the endless, endless pages of comfy at home attire that, you know, has functional purpose, but maybe didn't have the same level of functional purpose as it would have had 10, 20 years ago. So I think there's been so many like cultural factors and we've had like the influence of of music and, and arts and how that influences fashion and design. And then we've also just had, you know, cultural changes in terms of what we accept fashion statement wise and what people you know are allowed or not allowed to wear in the modern era do you think that that style shift in the brands kind of moving from performance to something that's a bit more holistic and i would say maybe just more enticing and accessible to more people do you think that's Mm -hmm. actually changing how the game is played or maybe influencing Mm -hmm. the sport do you think it's kind of this reflexive thing where it's like um, style trend influence from broader culture now doing something to the game, be it in the professional or just the social, you know, kind of leagues that we might play in. That's an interesting way to think about it. I would say like it's more so the player's style that's maybe like influencing the fashion in kind of what they want to wear. So like I was listening to an interview with Kokonakis. He did this collaboration with Cotton On yeah. and he was kind of describing that like off-court attire that he wanted, you know, the baggy hoodie, slightly baggy sweatpants, but then the on-court look, he wanted something a little bit more slim fitting for functional, you know, performance purpose. And so I think for me, it's still that cycle of more and more people, both a professional level tennis player and then like the average person who likes working out and playing tennis during the day is becoming more and more comfortable with living in that kind of attire and it just becoming a maybe a more casual atmosphere 
which to me is interesting with tennis because it feels like it's going more that way with players rocking up in you know sweatpants and hoodies and kind of not really not paying attention to that kind of off-court look and fashion and comparing that to the explosion of fashion and especially high-end fashion in the NFL or the NBA or in women's sports particular in the U.S. like we're looking at what athletes are wearing when they come to a venue when they're in their press conference and people are talking about it and excited by that and so it's kind of interesting to see that tennis maybe is trending in a little bit of a different direction and maybe part of that is also you know it's an individual sport they're traveling around the world you know like you hear a story about Karolina Pliskova who's won a title in Transylvania and then has to play a match in Doha less than 24 hours later like do you really think she has time to coordinate an outfit she rocks up to the you know Qatar tournament and I don't think so um so maybe there's factors like that that influence kind of how players are influencing the fashion around tennis but I do think there are some names who who pay a little bit more attention who obviously have deals with with different brands but to me tennis feels like it's definitely trending more casual than it ever has in the past I think we need to talk more about Kokonakis because this (laughs) might have been a very different experience for you being you know living in the states British Cotton On might not have been on your radar when he debuted those shorts. I feel like it was the 2020 Brisbane International or the Adelaide. Yeah. I think he won in Adelaide in those shorts and mm-hmm. the world was kind of like, what are these unbranded short shorts? Mm-hmm. They look like a really light material. And if you know Cotton yeah. On, every person in Australia has owned something from Cotton On that was kind of cheap mm-hmm. and light and almost almost disposable that you could just thrash it, wear it to the beach, get it dirty, get it salty, didn't matter. And mm-hmm. look at um Tanasi wearing them I'm like yeah I relate <laughs> a lot yeah no I remember when he wore them and I remember endlessly like trying because he hadn't tagged it or anything in his post and I was like what are these like they're really cool I wonder if they have women's shorts and it took me quite some time to find it until I think it was until like somebody wrote an article about the shorts so I was like oh that's what that is but no I mean I wasn't aware of cotton on at all until until Kokonakis was playing in them and it's really cool to see that they've you know made a collection for him around his kind of genuine endorsement of the brand and I think it's kind of a similar story with like Max Purcell as well with LSKD and I really like when you know players I understand kind of top 10 top 20 you kind of get hooked in with these deals with big brands but you know it's it's a reason why I appreciate Ostapenko even if her outfits aren't amazing I think it's cool that people are seeking opportunities to have their own say in their fashion and wanting to wear what they want or genuinely wearing a brand because they like it and and love that brand and then a deal comes to them because of that relationship that they've made it feels so much more authentic and it's also great to then see that those brands get an opportunity to yeah maybe introduce a tennis line or evolve their own athleisure to to work for the tennis market as well which is of course you know, kind of feels like it's ever growing in that we had the bleed over between different racket sports and more and more people are wanting kind of tennis racket sport attire. And so it's cool to see the introduction of other brands coming through the professional um, endorsement of of players. Yeah, I agree because maybe it's been a bit of a golden period for that the past five years or so. And then before, I mean, which players could really shape the actual design that came out of one of the the big top tennis brands like Serena Williams obviously had the clout to Roger Federer could probably have a pretty big stake in you know a Uniqlo shirt but 
even still, very few had actual big change. So it's maybe a cool way of seeing how um how the players can actually have some influence on what they wear. Do you think that the tennis fandom does a good job of, I guess, respecting the players and letting them letting them wear what they want and letting them be themselves? Like, do you think that we're a good sport for that? Well, it's very different because, you know, usually from the top sports that we consume, athletes are wearing a kind of set uniform, whether it's a team sport or whether it's track and field or whether it's F1, like there's, you know, there's a uniform that they're wearing representing a brand, a team, a country. And therefore, there's very little room to play in the fashion realm. And then with tennis, it is the sport that I think has, you know, the longest legacy in history in its connection with fashion in terms of big brands being involved and it in it reaching far beyond just the tennis court, but into our culture and to our society and kind of how we interact with each other. And so I think, yeah, maybe the average tennis fan doesn't think too critically or or spend too much time uh, considering somebody's outfit. But I do think the average tennis player, even at a rec level, more and more people pay attention to their tennis style than I think I even realized before I started making content around tennis fashion. I just thought it was something that was very niche that, you know, kind of few people paid attention to. I've always loved kind of sports fashion. It started for me a long time ago when Nike ID came out and I could, you know, make my own tennis shoes and things like that. I don't think that there's necessarily a lot of really negative conversation around the specific fashion topic for tennis. I think there's other things that tennis players get slammed for that's like far worse or, you know, like people who are betting who send horrible messages and like things like that. But I've sort of um, I've realized that people are have their head screwed on well enough to understand that a lot of the time it's not even the player's choice. It's the brand who's dressed them. And so when we're kind of launching criticism, trying to direct it towards the brand that has dressed the player rather than the player themselves. Um, because, yeah, like, do you have any say in, in what Nike collection you're going to wear? Like, no, it's either it's either nice or it's not. And it's not really on them. So for me, at least personally. I've tried to come from a place of like this brand sucks rather than trying to say like this person's own sense of style sucks because really we haven't seen their own sense of style. They've had no influence whatsoever. We've seen Sabalenka's and we love it. Well, why do you think that tennis brands struggle so much with their lines? Because Mm -hmm. I love tennis. It's my favorite Mm -hmm. sport and my favorite culture. And if I go down to my nearest tennis pro shop, Almost everything in there is kind of bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I wish I knew a full in-depth answer on that. I can say like with Nike and Adidas at the moment, at least, um, a lot of it has to do with the like the money isn't there. And surprisingly, these are, you know, two retail giants that we think have endless funds, but they don't. Um, and tennis, particularly with Nike, has like it's not a sport that they even have a division for a dedicated team to anymore. Um, we saw them get rid of golf. Like they're just trying to get out of the niche space. And then with Adidas, they've just been so impacted by the easy crisis um, uh, that their financials just like haven't really allowed them to lean in so much, which I think is such a shame because like Adidas and Stella McCartney had such a good collection and collaboration for a number of years. And it was really beautiful in my opinion. 
um, especially a lot of the stuff they had Wozniacki in, I just thought was was top of the line. Um, but, you know, then you look at kind of like the racket manufacturers like Head or Yonex. Um, the only one of those that I'm really excited about at the moment is Wilson, because you can see that Wilson, you know, got a new creative director. They've gone a completely different direction with their sportswear. And they've really put a lot of effort into getting away from being this kind of old fuddy-duddy brand to being something that, you know, is a, a fashion conscious tennis lifestyle brand. And then you look at like Yonex or Head and what they're kind of pumping out. And it just feels like it's some um, probably, you know, well, uh, well-versed, like tennis engineer, like somebody who, you know, really knows their specs in and out that's designed something that's probably pretty functional but like looks horrible. And I don't know where that kind of like disconnect comes from because especially these days, designing for kind of a good aesthetic is so much easier because we have so many examples to go by. Um, and so that that part, it feels kind of lazy. Either that or it's it's some people like that style. I don't know, but yeah, it feels like it's a combination of finances and kind of putting money in, into the innovation and into the fashion. And then there's maybe just the brand that doesn't care to look like a fashionable brand. They're all about function. And what comes sports that. do you think we can look at then? Because if you go to a London run club, you are <laughs> in for a spectacular show of a variety of independent, awesome brands. Some of them, you know, obscenely expensive, but all of them pretty cool. And I think that that running community, particularly in London, mm. really gets into it and they seem to care. I've noticed mm -hmm. it in cycling with Rafa and MAP is an Australian version. Um, you know, cycling kind of has had that glow up. Where do you think that tennis can look for its glow up? Which sports do you think are leading? I'm not too familiar with cycling. I would say from my end, like what I see in, in the States, it's probably yoga and just like that kind of gym fashion in general, like the explosion of Gymshark and, you know, women in particular, like caring about what they wore to the gym. So I always start with kind of like a, a, an anecdote story when I went to college in the US, like the gym, dressing up to go to gym had already started for me in London. And I had multiple, you know, matching sets and nice outfits that I wanted to wear. And I would go to the gym in the States and the girls would be like, why are you like getting dressed up to go to the gym? Like they were wearing what we would associate as like, those old like flappy wide cut shorts with the kind of strange liner built in and like a baggy t-shirt and I was like why are you wearing that to the gym like that a isn't comfortable and b that looks horrible and so I think I've seen that evolve a lot over the last five years and also with with yoga and pilates and like again this kind of girls or women wanting to find and men as well clothing that they can wear to their pilates class in the morning and they don't necessarily have to get dressed for their first work meeting you know after they finish their class and so I think it like that to me is where I have seen maybe the most like style change and thought go into you know how something really looks and coordination and building outfits kind of from top to bottom and um I think that's that would be my pick let's take a left turn these are going to be more quick yeah. fire I called it yes or no. I, I watch a lot of Love Island. So at first I called it stick. Love Love Island. List, then yes <laughs> or no. But maybe in or out is better for our tennis world. So okay. 
I'm going to fire these away. In or out. Mesh tops. Out. Grunting. In. Fluoro. Out. Filming yourself while playing. In. In, of course. Cardio tennis. In. Pickleball. Out. Natural fabrics. In. Low ankle socks. Oh, out. Wimbledon dress code. In. If you could gift your average entry-level tennis player any three things to help them love the sport more, what would those things be? Well, because it's me, I would I would want to give them a completely coordinated outfit. So if I can only pick three, it would be jacket that matches the dress and headband, wristband that coordinates the whole thing. Basically just your coordinated tennis outfit so you feel like I look like a star on the court. I, I don't care what people say. I do think dressing well influences your mood and your perception of yourself. And it doesn't mean if you come to the court wearing nice clothes that you think you're the shit. I just think it means that you care about the aura you create for yourself. And for that reason, I would get somebody a very beautiful coordinated outfit. Look better, feel better, play better. Yeah, I agree. And enjoy better. I think anything yeah. that's going to make you enjoy playing tennis more is a great thing because you'll keep playing. Um, all right, last one. What change would you like to see in tennis style or fashion or culture to make it better? What do you want people to start or stop doing? I would like to start seeing a holistic view of the tennis outfit. So for me, again, like I, I'm frustrated by the fact that I don't have like the match jacket or the matching tracksuit or the matching hat or things that are meant to go with that dress that I'm constantly looking for the accessory pieces that are meant to match that don't exist and particularly want to see innovation and design around you know how to build an outfit from the outside to the inside um so like if I come to court and I want to wear tracksuits in my warm-up like I want them to be designed in a way that they take off easily over my shoes that I don't look weird with my, my skirt, like half tucked in, half tucked out, that there's, you know, um, thought behind how all of the kind of pieces layer together. And so for me, I, I would love to see some innovation around like, here's like a little, you know, tennis capsule collection, everything that you need for your on-court look. And it's all coordinated and designed from the headband all the way down to the socks. Um, I would like all of that to be kind of in one go that you can just purchase as one package and that would be my dream. <laughs> it's a beautiful dream and I love that dream for us, Eliza Waskett. Thank you so much. <laughs> what a great chat. Love it. Thank you so and much. Happy Valentine's Day. My goodness.